So uh, let's crack on with the first question, shall we? Cool. It's an oldie, but it's a classic. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Um, as a as a devout vegan, I would rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses because the kicking power of a, a small horse would be weak, so they would do no damage. Also, they have good like a giant like a regular size horse shrunk down to like duck size perfect yeah. neck snapping just get them get them you just like get get the combo up as you go in neck to neck and their weak kicks <laughs> will do nothing against me i don't have like my weakness isn't in my heels and they won't reach any vital organs so they're dead man i'm, I'm so Easy. glad i've asked you i really am because i thought You'd give me a good solution, and you, you you started with devout vegan, and then went into snapping necks and building up combos. So, but like, if you fought like a giant duck, oh, you'd like, be screwed because I, I, they're webbed feet. Yeah, I mean, I've I've also like as a child done battle with geese, and and like I imagine, <laughs> and, done and, and and well, I grew up in like Norfolk by the river, and that so like a uh, like a like a duck if it got bigger, if it like became like horse size it, it would bec- like know that it could be indestructible like i swear swans know you can't eat them so they're like hey guess what go fuck yourself here i come yeah and they're huge i've yeah. noticed that I, I've it's the size thing it gives them an attitude problem yeah a hundred percent because yeah, so ducks I, yeah they, they crack and run because mm-hmm. you know. like, they know yeah, you can I... just snap their neck real easy <laughs> drop kick them into the others <laughs> like a like a quacking grenade <laughs> Oh I mean, man! Imagine launching a duck as a vegan. Imagine launching a duck and it just explodes and viscera goes everywhere. God, you'd be. And then I have to just, explain to the RSPCA why I did it. I was like, it was for a podcast, right? It was a science experiment. <laughs> Dear, fair enough. Okay, well, on that vegan bombshell. Uh, yeah, welcome to episode eighteen of Quarantine and Biscuits. It's going very fast, uh, but today I'm joined by... Oh, you always by... say that! I know, I don't know why I say it. It comes out, alright? It comes out. <laughs> I am joined today by the very wonderful and very talented... Um, I'm neither of those things, but I identify as Lee Popey. Um, <laughs> this is where I do my introduction bit. I, I'm just me. Uh, I wow. met Dan... I can't remember if I was there to employ you or if, if uh, it was Brett and that. I can't but, remember who... Because mm. you got the job through Ellie Bootman. We know, we know each other through Ellie Bootman, but me and you Ellie worked. Ellie Man Ellie, yeah. Uh, the one who believes in the flat earth thing. It's plausible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we met uh, uh, when you were empo- uh, employed on Big Brother. Um, yeah. I definitely employed other Dan... Who was here? Yeah. Because I I never thought to question uh, like being on this particular show because uh, I've listened to a few episodes and the caliber of the guests is pretty high. But then when I saw that Dan was going to be on it, I was like, "All oh, right, we're scraping the barrel, are we? Here I come." <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love this. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, we met on Big yeah. Brother, I guess. Yeah. That was. Well, I mean, I, I don't think I met you anywhere else. No, that was unless I don't remember it. Um, but yeah, that was like, oh God, what, three years ago now? Yeah, it's, yeah, 
a while now. Yeah. It's cool though. I mean, Good it was times. cool. I wish it was. I wish it didn't get cancelled. But that's yeah. that's a story for another time. <laughs> I, I like the <sighs> money and the work. I didn't like living in Boreham Wood. That place is a shit hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Today, uh, I I also want to say that Lee was one of the well, the person that got me into last podcast when I left. And if anyone knows of that podcast, it's very good. It's all about serial killers, stories, ghosts, everything. It's, all it's sorts. Brilliant. Um, brilliant. And because of that reason, me and Lee today, uh, we're going to discuss all things spooky, but oh. more so the ghost side of things. Spooky, spooky. You had your mate on really early on talking about serial killer stuff, and it's just like... Yeah. It's like... um. I have a, I have a lot of things that I'm into, so I'm not, uh, you know, like. It, but there are certain things like the serial killer thing is something that even though everyone seems to be into it, no one no one talks about it. But like, no. I've never. This is why I've been excited to be on here, really, because I I do like the Yuki spooky stuff, mm. um, and it like being a child and like having ghost stories and that kind of stuff, like campfires and all that kind of stuff, like doesn't really happen when you're an adult, and no. If you're in a room and someone says something and you're like, you know, when you like ears prick up and you're like, oh, here I come with loads of information, too much information for you. And people are like, you yeah. see their eyes glaze over, you know, they don't care. And then you just feel bad and walk away. Like I was at a um, I was at a birthday party recently while socially distancing. Right. We were in a garden and um, they were talking. It was Joe's, my missus's friend's birthday. Um and they were talking about a photograph of their friend where she looks really pale in it and they were jokingly calling her Poltergeist Becky, right? <laughs> and I just I just sat there being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but inside I was just like, you can't see Poltergeist. They don't have, like, a, a form. They're just like, energy, you fucking idiots. <laughs> I had to bottle that up. Because then you look like you're the moron. You look like you're the yeah. problem when you're like, oh. Especially, like, serial killer stuff. But it's all I do, like, listen to, like, true crime. And then it's just like, I've got no one to talk to about it. And then when you do find someone to talk to about it, you're, like, really over-animated about it. And then you look like you're the psycho. Oh, my God, yes. I can't tell you the amount of times that Megan's been really concerned about my my sanity in the sense of me becoming a serial killer. I'll put it out there. I'm not going to. Maybe. You don't know. Um, (laughs) But if I was, right? (laughs) But if I was, it's those things like where you're walking around in the streets and every now and again I go, did you know you could bury a body in this way where no one would find it? And it's yeah. like, it will come out with things like that. And don't get me wrong. Yes, it's a bit weird. But with the right people, it's fun. You yeah, know? it is. But it, you, you've, got to, you've got to find that. Um, you've got to stumble across that. And it has to come naturally. You can't just force 100%. it into conversations. But like it was, uh, I've seen two podcasts live. I've seen last podcast, which was fucking amazing, and it was in a creepy old church in Islington. Um, But before that, I saw live uh, My Favourite Murder when they came to London, and Mm. I was, like, the only guy there. It was thousands of women, and I'm like, where the fuck were all of you people (laughs) when I wanted to talk about crime? (laughs) It's very true. Um, I think it's funny. It's a select audience, but, like, when you do find them, they just appear out of everywhere. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, I like serial killers. Maybe we should talk. <laughs> well, I um, it's going to come up later in uh, the Halloween spooky recommendations. But there was uh, uh, one of the editors, uh, a Big Brother. Um, 
he, we didn't Mike his name was he was Australian I think he was there when you were there he used to bring his own screens in and I didn't I did something with me me and him we didn't gel like we just didn't mm. there was something like every time he came in the room it's just like I had nothing to say to each other uh, and then one day he's walking past the office while I am talking to Dan about Evil Dead and he bursts in the room and he's like do you like Evil Dead and I was like I fucking love Evil Dead and he was like oh my god and then all we did was talk about Evil Dead and it's like I found a guy I found him <laughs> he was here all all along <laughs> but yeah it's like, very true though yeah yeah it's just like, especially with like ooky spooky stuff like mm. I um this is diplomatically or we'll say I, I would like to believe um, I've seen and, and, and there's been stuff uh, but unfortunately I currently don't officially believe because one of my other passions is debunking stuff <laughs> so like it it's, it's sort of like I, I want to believe and, and but like when you talk to people about ghosts sometimes they just kind of mm. look at you like you're a nut, nut job because they, yeah. they're like it's just not it's not real and I'm like but I'm not saying it is I'm saying it could be though, isn't it cool? Isn't it cool to be yeah, like definitely. scared in the dark in that, like because there mm. could be someone in the corner of the room just like staring at you, like that. Sorry, that's, that's me. Oh <laughs> damn! <laughs> I know it's very true. Like, yeah. in that sense of um, that judgment, I think it is. You know, of someone saying, if you come out of a story and then suddenly like, yeah, but they're not real though, are they? And you do feel like an idiot. Well, yeah, um, but, like, this is why um, I like to come at it from where I come at it from. Because it's like, I mean, you've got, like, shows like Most Haunted and that, and they're, they're obviously TV shows and they're obviously fake. But, like, ages ago, uh, I did an episode on my show with Chris, uh, Failure to Communicate. I know it's not plug time, but here you go. Uh, and it was about Amityville Horror, because I, I love the Amityville Horror. Um, mm. And I, I get the feeling, listening to it, that Chris kind of went in expecting to make me look like an idiot because I like ghosts and stuff but yeah. I don't expect I don't think he was expecting me to be like know as much as I know about that case and be like here's why it's bullshit <laughs> and this is why it's upsetting to me because when I was a child like that case was a big deal I can tell you right now I'm not I can't prove it when I'm not on video but I'm not I have nothing in front of me to tell you that it's 1112 Ocean Avenue Amityville New York I know the address of the house <laughs> And I know, like, I know where exactly where it is, and one day I'm going to own that fucking house. Um, <laughs> wow! But that's also a good one because it's like uh, it sort of got me into it as a child. Uh, but it's also a really good one for like true crime. Because, do you know the Do you know the Amityville thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it, but I I've never really gone too far into it. Like, do you want to give a, a brief so overview of it? Let's start sort of at the end. That. Um, well, I mean, the end would be currently. There's, like, films coming out constantly, sequels based on the book, yeah. which is based on the true life experience of the Lutz family, where they had bought this house, and 28 days later... Um, I've probably actually just Great got that film. number wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not 28 days, which is embarrassing. I think it's, like, 29 or 27. That's really bad. They they left the house. They It got so bad that they just left. Then they left all their belongings and they never returned to the house. And then they sold their story. Um, and basically the house was super haunted. It became a big success. Um, but before they bought the house, it's a really big house that they couldn't afford. And the only reason they could afford the house is because somebody called Ronald DeFeo Jr. killed his entire family in that house. He Jeez. shot his three sisters 
and his two brothers and his mum and his dad in their sleep and they were all found laying face down in the bed. They didn't get up. They didn't move. The neighbours didn't hear it. And he managed to kill his entire family and then Mad. he got he he blamed it on the mob initially and then he got arrested and they the police pretty quickly figured out it was him. Uh, and then he he then when the Lux's story came out, he changed his story to say the devil made him do it. Uh, it's not the yeah. first time that the devil made him do it was a thing because there's a it was supposed to come out but then coronavirus. There's a uh, Conjuring Three which is based on the actual case where the devil made him do it. Um, but essentially, the mystery is how did he kill his whole family, and then what made him do it? What was the force that made him do it? And then that force stayed in the house. And then when the new family moved in, it got so bad that they had to. They feared for their safety and they had to move out because the ghosts in that house were so bad. But unfortunately, what it actually is is a family of fucking con people. Well, more the dad cashing in on an actual tragedy. Yeah. Um, and I bought a book called The Night That The Feos Died, which is an actual breakdown of how and why Ronnie killed his whole family. And he didn't work alone, essentially. And he killed people out of bed. Um, if you're into true crime, you, you'll like the book, because it's uh, not because of, but it yeah. has pictures of the crime scenes, which isn't great. But you can see blood splatters and stuff, and you can see that they were not in bed at the time of the killing. So um, moved them. Yes, and him and his friend moved them, but the police were super corrupt at the time and just made sure that they got him for it and his mate got away with it scot-free. Uh, his sister also helped with the crime and then because she did something... So basically he hated his parents because his dad used to beat him up and his mum did nothing. So he shot and killed his parents. Then his best mate freaked out and left. So he went to go find him. And in this point, while he was away, his older sister who hated the younger sister, took the opportunity to strangle her to death. Um, and then when Ronnie came back and saw that his like beloved younger sister was murdered, he shot his older sister point-blank range in the face Jesus. and then was like, I have to kill the rest of my family to cup to make sure and killed all his family. Um, but... Yeah, like as a child, I only knew this stuff recently, and it's still not common knowledge. Like that book was hard to get hold of, and it's still not really common knowledge. People still think it's a mystery, like why and how and all this kind of stuff. But it's all, yeah. it's all in the court documents. It's all there. It's all like, like it really happened, kind of thing. Like, um, but no one like cares because <laughs> the spooky, spooky a cash cow, isn't it? Now, isn't well, it? yeah, well, it's but like as a child, it, it like. Amityville Horror was the one like, I watched as a kid and I was like this is fucking this has to be true like I was a kid and I didn't know and I used to watch this show called Strange But True which has got to be way before your time which I covered I heard of it though I yeah. don't think I've ever seen it it covered my other favourite case yeah and then you just sort of find out that these are hoaxes really like and, and not even yeah just, like, I've read the book about Enfield and, and it's clearly the girls doing it like it's clearly them and you can look up online you can find interviews with the girls one of them while she's possessed quote unquote and talking in a quote unquote man's voice and it's, it's you can clearly see it's her doing it because you can see her lips moving and she's claiming she's not doing it and she tries to cover her hand uh, her mouth with her hand and it's like it's clearly the girls <laughs> It's like but how does the voice get that low though? Because it is a low voice, isn't it? It's yeah, but like it's it's not that difficult to do. And they even did yeah. it on last podcast, and they didn't really 
cover the fact that it's blatantly this child who had learned taught themselves ventriloquism basically yeah um, but yeah it's just those things like yeah i basically this entire like this like 10 minute rant i just did was to say that i'm not a lunatic <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I we do believe love you. We believe you. Don't worry. <laughs> but I do love some ooky spooky. Like I do like the chill. So that, like I wanna, yeah. and it would be cool if that shit's real, just because that shit's cool. But like, yeah. Well, if, what do you think about it all? I mean, yeah. So I think obviously there's always overwhelming evidence against it. You know, and I'm not going to bring religion into this. But me personally, I think there could be something out there. But there's so much against it. Yeah. It, it, it you know, I'm in that weird. Mm, maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah. But similar with ghosts. But I, I personally, like, from like my my personal experiences, I I believe there is something there. Oh, this and you know what? Good. Something happened this recently as well. Actually, a lot something of happened, happened recently. recently. Was it your yeah. phone just vibrated while you were recording? <laughs> yeah, it was the ghost telling me to stop, stop. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> I'll get him. I'll get. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, that, I, that's a good place to start. If we talk about our experiences first, so I'll, yeah. I'll start with some of my earlier ones. One of them always sticks in my mind, and I always I don't really tell a lot of people this because because it makes you look like a lunatic. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I yeah. think that's what it is. That fear of looking like a um, just a nut job. Um, but it basically happened in one of my old houses. Uh, I was in bunk beds at the time. Uh, my brother was in the bottom bunk. I was in the top bunk. You know. Yeah. Pointless details you don't need, but there we go. And it was one night, I just sort of... There was no reason to it, I just sort of woke up. And I know I was awake, because I could tell I wasn't dreaming, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, obviously, that's <laughs> it's unbelievable in itself. But, no, I was awake, and my eyes were just drawn to the, the door. I don't know what it was, It just I just looked there. As an instant, that's my first response. Mm-hmm. Um... And I just saw this this light, first of all. So I thought, okay, mum's come upstairs, she's turned the light on. You know, because we had a light there. Um, and I thought, yeah, she's just turned the light on, she's come upstairs. And the light started to move. And I was like, oh, this is a bit bit weird. And it was getting brighter as it was coming towards the door. And it was, I can't explain what it was, but it, it, it was like a figure. You know, well, I mean, I, in that sense, I can explain what it was. It was a figure. Uh, <laughs> but like, It was a figure of eight. Yeah, <laughs> go figure. No, um, it yeah, nice. it was a a person of some kind, and they they walked and they stopped at my door and they looked, they looked in. It was a very weird moment because I said this to my mum, and still to this day, I don't, you know, I don't have any negative thoughts about that night. It didn't scare me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel afraid, mm-hmm. and if anything, I felt the complete opposite. I felt calm, okay. and it was really odd. And this thing looked in and then walked on. So I was like, oh, God, all right, that's that over, whatever that was. And then it came back and did the same thing again. So it came back down the hall and looked in again. Right. And then it just went and disappeared. And to this day, I still think it was something, one, that I didn't have to be scared of because I didn't feel any fear at that point. And I feel like it was something that was looking out for me. I can't um, explain why. Well, they, they say that there's like guardian angel kind of things. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, you can cut this out if it's uh, a problem or, uh, you know, no, hurt no. your feelings kind of thing. But you said before about um, 
grandparents and that passing on. It had anyone passed before? No. So this was okay. before all that because I lost my nan, and my granddad, and lo- loads of people within the space of like a year, effectively. Yeah. Um, but no, this was before that. So I wasn't aware of anyone that had passed, and this is why it was very odd because I had no, well, I think no connection to anything. But for some reason, at that point, I felt very calm. And very connected to whatever it was. It just felt like it was okay. Okay, so this is the shit I love, right? So here we go. Here's two questions that I'm going to ask you. Go for it. The first one, is any member of your family a sentient being of light? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, not as far as I'm aware. Right, we can rule that one out. The second one, do you remember, this may have happened a while, obviously it's happened a while ago, but do you remember, could you move at the time? Yes. Hmm. Because so obviously I... sleep paralysis is a thing where you actually wake up Definitely. and are still dreaming. Yeah, so in this case, no, I, I woke up and I adjusted myself and I leant on my arm. And your parents definitely aren't sentient beings of light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're not. Um, but, I, you know, who knows? Then you look at your mum and every time you have to put sunglasses on, you're like, no, I don't think so. No, I think she's normal. Hmm. No, yeah, I I remember distinctly that I, again, I didn't feel trapped. And I think a lot of the time that's a a fear thing as well. Like, obviously, the sleep paralysis is a thing. Um, And I've had that before. That's a good one. I didn't experience anything with it. I I, I like the detail that you, um, A, you were in a bunk bed. That was great detail. But the other one about not feeling fear. Because people get that. They say they um, Mm. something happens and they, they, they know that this isn't a time to be afraid. Yes. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's it's an very, yeah, one. and it's it's always hard, because if you say, oh, I can't really explain this, people are like, oh, of course. Well, it's not when you try to is... tell someone your dream, and, it, and someone instantly, like, glazes over because they don't care. Exactly. But this was a, a moment in my life that I, I just remember. Everything about it I remember. And I think if I was dreaming, I would forget. Yeah. It was nothing but you know, you do, in my dreams. You do... Uh, also have to take into account that this did happen some time ago and the human brain likes to lie to itself and fabricate details and things so i'll put this this one in the maybe category um (laughs) definitely um well i mean that being said i've I've given you one of my examples i'll give you the other example in a minute but i want to hear one of yours have you ever had any quote-unquote experiences so i like to think that the house i grew up in was haunted right Hmm. Um, basically I'm and so my dad he's not the best person in the world and does like to play jokes and shit on you Um, but there was one particular time where me and my brother at the time had been punished for something that we did not do Uh, Hmm. and like my dad's done some not great stuff but I doubt he would have punished us like gone that far as to like punish us over something so basically after my mum had moved out he had a date coming up months later, and he just bought brand new placemats for uh, the dining room table. Uh, I don't know why this was a thing. He'd unwrapped them and he'd placed them all out, and he was like, "This is gonna Ooh. get him. This is gonna get her whap. This is these these uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. placemats." <laughs> Classic dad. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they had they'd gone missing. Basically, we'd gone out for a drive. Uh, and we came back, probably to get towels for the wapping later on. Um, oh, God, the wapping. <laughs> then we came back, right? 
and the the placemats were gone, and yeah. Dad was not happy about this because he knew they were good placemats. <laughs> it sounds so weird, <laughs> like, It sounds so weird, but it, like it's, it he just, was attached. This all yeah, this all happened. He got really annoyed that we had hidden them, me and my brother, and we had not touched them. I like why the fuck would I? Why would either of us touch these placemats? Like we didn't care. We weren't even in the house. Like what do we care? Um, basically. Dad goes to bed that night, and on my mother's side of the bed, upstairs in the bedroom, were the placemats. Um, and so like, your mum did it. <laughs> mum, mum did not have a key. She did not. Wow. She couldn't get in the house. Uh, and there's been like my stepmom talks about stuff that happens. Like every Christmas, she apparently hears a bell, um, and there's like. Like my brother used to stand up and and talk to, like my mom would walk up the stairs because she could hear my brother talking and he'd be standing up in his crib talking. This is before I came along. He'd be standing up talking to someone in the room. Um, yeah. And then when my uh, when I came along, uh, they decided that I I had the big room for whatever reason, and they decided that I couldn't keep that room clean. So I got moved into the small room, which was my brother's room. Um, and like you'd hear like creaking on steps, but like in hindsight, I know this is like the wood com- like expanding in yeah. that in the heat. Um, but like, so this room, Richard used to like quote unquote talk to someone, and my sister, my dad was telling me my sister has seen a guy. She looked through the cat flap to see if the cat was out there and saw a guy in the garden, oh, God. which made her jump. And then when she stood up. Like from cat flap to wood of door to window of door, the person was gone. And my dad was telling me not to tell her stuff about when we were kids because he didn't want to freak her out because her room was now my room, which is the room that Richard used to use, which turns out to be the room that was the uh, the previous owners. Uh, he used to develop his photographs in that room. It's a, it's a really small room, basically. I was basically yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, but I remember going to school one day as a child, obviously, because uh, I'm on a register <laughs> now, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I went in and, and there was another kid there, his name was Duncan Carter, and uh, I said to him, I was like, oh, my dad told me something crazy the other day. He told me that um, after the guy, well, I let, no, I didn't say this, but before we moved in, your mum used to live there. And... He said to me, and I don't know why this is stuck with me, they always do, he asked me how the old man that used to live in the house was doing. Because the, his mum used to hear him all the time. Oh. And, oh no. and to me, like, like there, there'll be, um, there'll be, like, ex- explanations for all of it, obviously, but, like, it's been so far that I can't look back into it. But for me, that stuff is, like, but I never said anything to him about the man. Like, I've never told anyone that um, there's weird stuff that happens in the house and my, my nan would hear sighing in the living room and my mum always used to say there was someone in there. Uh, and one day my dad came home drunk and saw a ghost outside and ran inside, like, terrified. And it, it turned out to be mum's nightie on the washing line blowing in the wind, like, going around in circles. <laughs> but, like, there's always been this, like, feeling that there's something in that house. Right, um, yeah. which which will probably be why I got into. I mean, like my earliest memory of seeing Ghostbusters two at the cinema, and then my dad was like, "Watch all these horror films. You're a child." 
and, and I Thanks, super Dad. yeah I super got into all that stuff but like the the fact that it continues like Dad said he was sat in um, the living room and uh, my sister had gone to bed and he saw her walk into the kitchen and he was like what's she doing going into the kitchen it's like 1am so he went into the kitchen and there was nobody in there and it's Ooh. like but I also know and you may know this that the corner of your eye your brain is interpreting what is you can actually see on the very corner of your eye um, yeah so it, nothing could have happened and something something whatever could have happened a cat could have gone past and, it, and his eye could have interpreted it as a person like, I've done it where it, like you're like, oh, oh my yeah. god, there's someone in the room, and you turn around, and there's no one there. I mean, it doesn't help that I have a mannequin in my fucking room. What? Well, well <laughs> sorry, why? <laughs> I bought it as a joke years ago, and like now he just takes up space, and I've had to cover his eyes, because like, you wake up and he's staring at you. Wait, is it got eyes? It's not just a blank mannequin. It's no, like it's a one full with a mannequin from the 1920s. Jesus Christ, why is that in your room? Uh, <laughs> this is going to make me sound even worse than believing in ghosts. He used to house my Ghostbusters costume. <laughs> Well, I've taken it off because we were going to make a film with him in lockdown, but we've been Sorry. busy doing stuff. <laughs> what? His, his name's Augustus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got a name. Perfect. But like it, things like that, like um, I don't, I don't like having chairs in my room. Maybe because of horror films, but it's always like you're going to wake up in the night one night and there's going to be somebody sat in that chair. Or the chair will be in a different position, yeah, or rocking, you know or something. I have the same thing. I've got hats, like baseball hats, on the end of my bed. Yeah. And the other night, <laughs> I sort of looked over. I was like, "Oh shit!" There's two little, two little guys with hats on, staring at me at the end. Of- oh no! Don't worry, it's just my bed pillows. Yeah, but then by that uh, point, like you wake up in the night and you see it, and you're like, "Oh my god, there's someone here!" And then the adrenaline, yeah. the adrenaline kicks in, and you're like, "Now you're awake." <laughs> Yeah, I had when I, I ve- like, the very but... first time I bought Augustus, I walked down the stairs and uh, saw him in the corner of my eye and just froze, and then I was oh. like, "Oh yeah, I bought a mannequin yesterday." <laughs> you know what? Megan hates mannequins. Oh, like, mate. <laughs> she she can't deal with them in the shop. They just they make her feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, and I'm now tempted to buy Augustus from you. <laughs> I might have to buy my own. Um, that's quite funny. Yeah. Augustus, what a name. One, uh, one addition before we get to your... Um, uh, oh, yeah. This, this including some debunking. It, it's, just, it's just a matter of timing. And it, and it honest to God, it genuinely happened. I'm not making this up. And it can be confirmed by my now ex-girlfriend. But I just moved into my first place in Norwich. And... Mm. Um, uh, the streetlights were like coming in through the window and it was, you know, like making weird shadows on the wall because of all the boxes in the house. Um, yeah. And I kept saying that I was winding her up basically saying that the shadows were moving. I was like, I think there's a presence in this house. I think this one's this one's a haunted house. Um, and she was like, oh, stop it, stop it kind of thing, as you do, you know, when you're being wound yeah. up. And this is true. This is a, f- this is one million percent true. I turned to her and I said, don't worry, I ain't afraid of no ghost. As my bedroom door swung wide open and I shit myself. Jeez. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it just, sw- at the exact moment I said that, the door swung wide open. Um, and then, 
I managed to figure it out pretty quickly. Basically, Norwich is built over quite a few like mines. I can't remember what they're for, but the ground is really uneven, and uh, yeah. the house we were living in had a big crack through it. So the house is basically on a slant. So when the door's not quite shut properly, gravity will eventually take hold and it will swing open. But it was just at that exact moment I said yeah. that it was so perfectly tight. It's weird, isn't it? It's almost like yeah, that's a perfect coincidence of timing and stuff. But also. <laughs> Could it be ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> um, Just trying to let you know that they're there. Yeah, that's that's oh, so man, like. That's I mean, I've obviously been like raised by my mum and my dad said there was something in the house. Uh, mm. I've I've not I've nothing to disprove them, unfortunately. Uh, I and also all these memories are so old that it's just like. Uh, I'm just also going to chalk these up to maybes. So yeah, what was your, what was your other one? See, again. This could also be... I can just imagine people sighing at this. All right, here we go. So, not too long ago, and this is, again, very recent, so, like, the last few months this has happened, um, my bedside light, was it's a touch lamp. Mm. So, you know, it has three like, three settings. You turn it on and whatever. Um, and for some reason, yeah, it, it turned on. So, first of all, I was like, okay, well, that's just... oh. I might have touched that or I might have knocked something, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I made a note at the time. Bear in mind, this is like one o'clock in the morning. So all my lights are off, obviously, and then it turns on. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, you just, oh, for fuck's sake, oh, turn it off. Didn't even think about it. And it happened again, like, maybe not even like three or four days later. Mm. And I thought, oh, for oh, whatever, you know, this is being a pain in the ass. So, and then I cocked again, one o'clock in the morning again. It's the same time. Um, so it kept on doing that for like a few weeks at the same time. Always at one o'clock in the morning. Always at one o'clock in the morning. And that's the other thing. So I've got a touch lamp on the other side of the bed, but it's only ever my side of the bed that it happens to. Okay. And it doesn't happen every Spr- night. It happens... It's sporadic. It's all over the place. <clears throat> I, have, I have a theory that if you move that light to somewhere else on another plug socket in your room, it might not happen. Uh, yeah. That is potentially the electrics uh, doing something... The, the electric box doing something at 1am. This is what I thought, but then it's been fine. And it hadn't happened for the last two months. Both of these stories you've told me deal with a being of pure light. I know. This is what I'm... Well, this is why I'm starting to see... No, now, actually, now that you pointed that out, I can kind of see a weird connection because, once again, I didn't feel scared. Yeah. Obviously, the initial time was like... Oh, for, you know, for fuck's sake, my lights come on, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah. It was annoyance. After that, it was very weird, and I said this to my mum, I said, again, it happens, but I'm not filled with like, oh shit, my light, oh! Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh. And it, it it's very odd, I can't explain the feeling, but it's very similar to the one I felt before, it's like calming. There's no fear, once again. Mm. I, I don't, I can't explain it, I really can't, but it's happening, it's very odd. I'm not saying it is strictly a ghostly thing, mm-hmm. but... I am saying it's very odd that it's always at the same time. Well, my uh, my Xbox uh, Xbox One turns itself on constantly, uh, and it's super fucking annoying because it, it's, 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 like, it's taken to the point where I've unplugged it uh, when I'm not using it because it's it's just going to waste electricity. Um, yeah. But that also has a touch thing, which is which they are obviously super sensitive. So I don't know what's on it. I've tried wiping it, and it will still just randomly come on. So maybe uh, 
maybe your being of light is coming here and being like, mate, I'm trying to play. Don't turn it off. Oh, you did. Yes, I'm trying to play. I'm saving. Oh, you've corrupted oh, my save. fucker. <laughs> that brings me back to a story, actually, completely unrelated to ghosts. But my mum, uh, me and my brother playing the Xbox, again, with the whole touch sensitive uh, thing in our old house. And she was like doing that classic thing, like, oh, can you come down here? And we weren't going. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll just finish this game. Um, we were never that, oh, that still happens. It still happens still in this happens. day and age. My um, brother lost so much stuff because Dad turned the plugs off. This is it. So my mum came in the room and made a joke saying, oh, I'll turn it off. Oh, I'll turn it off. I was like, oh, please don't go near it. It's touch sensitive. Don't go near it. Yeah. She swiped across it. I've never seen her panic so much in her life because all of a sudden she turned it off and she was like, she was almost like she didn't believe her own bluff. <laughs> and, and you were like, mum... Do you know how long it took me to get those bikinis on Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball 3? That's a really precise game. <laughs> it's, uh, a, it just boggles my mind that that game a really exists. specific <laughs> my memory that you've just risen there. <laughs> oh, dear. Here's, here's, one, yeah, here's um, one for you. Here's one for you. Know. This is on my Instagram. You can see this. This is real. You can't Ooh. see the initial thing, unfortunately, because I, I couldn't replicate it. Fake. Um, but <laughs> when I was... Uh, when I was... Uh, working in Spain for a few months, I um, went into the bathroom late at night, right? Because I was on night shifts and I was brushing my teeth, right? And mm-hmm. then a glass next to the sink slid across the fucking sink. <laughs> Wait, I think I have seen this. And I just watched it happen, like gobsmacked. That I was brushing my teeth. I just saw it happen was like, what the fuck? Like it just slid across, yeah. maybe about thirty centimeters across the counter, um, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then it was like, I was like, "What? What is this? Like, what happened?" Like, because like you said about the light thing, I didn't feel any fear or anything, so I was just like, no. "Like normally you'd be like scared, like oh, I'm never going in that room again. There's a ghost in the bathroom," um, but I. Like I just did, I just like right. This has to be. This has to have happened for a reason, and I kind of like. I first thing I did was check the counter, and the counter was like rough marble. So if you try to push right. the glass, it okay. doesn't slide. It like the friction stops it. It can't move because of the marble. So I was like, well, what the fuck? But then I noticed right, there was a ring of water that was like spread out along the journey of the glass. So what I surmised that could have happened is when I was like brushing my teeth, I got water on the counter and it went around the glass, created a vacuum seal. Um, and then, because it's really hot in Spain and the aircon there sucked, it yeah. heated up the oxygen inside, which lifted the glass and then probably propelled it across the uh, thing. And because and the water was there to stop the friction, it created a slide for itself. And I just wanted to replicate it because that has to be the only explanation. Yeah. Because um, it was so fucking cool. I was like, I'd fucking replicate it, doing it again and catch it on film. But like, there was nothing I could do to get it to do it again. That like, God knows when I spilled that water. God, it's just sheer, sheer luck that I saw it happen when it when I did. I think that's it's crazy, isn't it? But yeah, this picture's on my Instagram where I took like did scientific analysis of it <laughs> to be like, look at this, look at this. And then like someone I mean... commented, be like, oh. It's really good that you did that and not be like, there's a ghost in there. And I'm like, yeah, because it wasn't yeah. a ghost. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. I think your mind kind of instantly goes, right, how's... Because I, I had the same thing. I thought the same thing with the electrics. I was like, yeah, well, it's probably the electrics. Yeah. Um, and I think your mind does do that. 
not because you don't believe, but like you say, sometimes it's good to at least try to debunk it before you you panic and say, yeah, I'm being haunted by a ghost. Well, yeah, like it, um, it's it's always better to not jump the gun. Uh, yeah, like especially I mean, nowadays. especially nowadays when people are like, coronavirus is a fucking not real. It's not real, <laughs> and it's just like, oh really? Why, why don't you have some and then tell me it ain't fucking real, you dick? <laughs> well, this is it. I'm not I mean, advocating giving people coronavirus. I'm just saying, like, just because yeah, don't it doesn't... Don't condone the, the giving yeah. of coronavirus for scientific purposes. Like, look, uh... at the start of all this nonsense, look how many times people were setting fire to 5G towers and stuff. Because yeah. they, they thought 5G was giving you coronavirus. It's true, though, isn't it? No, oh, yeah, I mean, now that we're here. <laughs> now, that we're, now you've got me. Here's the proof. Go on. And no, you filmed right. this one as well. <laughs> I mean, there's. I've got a few other stories, but obviously I'm, I'm conscious of time. But I've got yeah. one story in particular that I do like because oh, I don't. Two kind of interconnected. Cool. Very quickly. So I used to work in a theatre. Spooky, uh, spooky. In a, in a, yeah, initially there's a big theatre. Um, it wasn't I used to work in. the old Vic, was it? Because there was some no. other. <laughs> no, it there was, was some it was other unwanted touchings going on there. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the ghost. <laughs> uh, don't know where that accent came from. But yeah, so I used to work in this big theatre. Uh, I also worked in a smaller theatre that was connected to it, but not in the same place. Uh, but I'll get into that. So, Did this, Was the smaller theatre like really co- like conscious of the bigger old. one? Like, like, stop cheating on me. Oh, I know yeah. he's better than me. Yeah, every time I went there, it was like, I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know he's got yeah. a better ambience than me. Every time I went there, something was broken, so I had to try and fix it. So, uh-huh. yeah. But I'll start with the small theatre. So... One day, it was just me in the building, and I know it was just me in the building because I unlocked and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And at some point during the day when I was in the hall setting up indoor bowls, as you do, uh, there was this laughter, like children laughter. And first of all, immediately I'm like, fuck, hate that. That's one thing I can't stand in horror is children. I know, that. like, yeah. I mean, they're they're the creepiest things. They really are. They're so sweet, bless them, but they're also fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I heard this laughter. I was like, oh, all right. But it was coming from the dressing rooms. So I went in and I went, oh, okay. Everything was locked up. Yeah. And there's like three doors before you get to the dressing rooms. Uh, you can't even get it from like from the stage. There's a door there as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I went in there. I could hear the laughter as loud as anything. Uh, first of all, though, I immediately checked the fire exit. Because I thought uh, they might be outside just playing around outside behind it. Yeah, good. So I opened that. Good show. on there. That was my first immediate thought, and I come back, and then I could hear it again, and I simultaneously went through like all these dressing rooms because they're all kind of on top of each other, and it just went silent, and that that was when I was like, that was a bit eerie, um, and I heard that twice that day, and twice I checked it and it didn't happen, I there was nothing there. It was very odd. It was the same kind of laughter, again. That was just an experience. Um, that's that's weird. But an interesting thing is, I know someone that's self-proclaimed white witch. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's the story <laughs> in itself. Um, Spooky. But in the bigger theatre, in the orchestra pit, everyone gets a weird feeling about that orchestra pit. Mm-hmm. Like a very odd feeling. Like I I don't like it, especially at night. It's a very weird place. But she came in one day and said, "Oh yeah, I never book tickets on the front row." I was like, "Oh, well, why not?" She's like, "Well." I don't know what it is, but every time I come in here, there's a there's a dark sort of presence and a dark feeling in that front section. Yeah. 
right above the orchestra pit. And I was like, well, hmm, that's interesting. Um, it's John Williams. Yeah, and I've had moments like that where I've heard people on stage over like the... Uh, the sort of mics and stuff and I could hear people walking on stage when it's only me in the building and I go up there and all the lights were on yeah and before they weren't it was very odd very odd place theatres and they're spooking their own right but again that's a couple of things that I've I don't, experienced but... there's um somebody ages ago did a scientific experiment where they basically put people in a VR thing um and put them in big rooms and and uh registered levels of fear and and levels of fear in bigger rooms are more because like for example say you're watching an ooky spooky film right and mm-hmm. and you, yeah. you you are sat on the sofa and you're watching this, the film uh and you the sofa is up against the wall right now yeah. now imagine watching that in a different room and you're watching this ooky spooky film and you the sofa's in the middle of the room which means there's a big empty space behind you you're more likely to feel like you're being watched when you know yeah. there's a space behind you so I don't know if like those big rooms that where noise carry and, and stuff like really amplifies that literal like there's something in here and then obviously the story starts spreading and all of this stuff and then obviously yeah. John Williams is like stop going on about the Star Wars I also did Indiana <laughs> Jones you fucking ass C minor C minor no um yeah, no, I I get that, and I think that is definitely a case. And you know what? Every every time I've I've had it, I've been fine. Yeah. There was there, there was one time that I did. Maybe sort of, you called... are literally not afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> well, this is the one time I called my mum because I felt like it was not a good thing. Yeah. And that sounds very really, so. I called my mum. There's kids no, laughing I, at me, mum. I literally had her on the phone. I just I said just to her to her. Oh God, that was a weird thing. I said just said to her. Just talk to me. Just say things. Just talk. Yeah. Because then I could have that as a thing while I'm locking up. It's fine. Yeah. And that's the only time I needed another person's voices like, that I knew. Another person's voice. I, I needed it at that point. It's very weird. Very interesting. I'd love to go yeah. to these. But like, I, like, um, I'd, like, my dream like holiday thing would be like going on a tour of haunted hotels and just crashing in them for the night. But like being in a place like that where you're like where people feel shit and just like going in and being like is this I just want to sit, like sit there in the dark in that fucking thing and be yeah. like how long can I sit here before I start losing it honestly I really want to do a, a haunted trip of some kind I want to I want to see a haunted building yeah um, like I, I mean I've been, like I said I've been to one where I think is but one we, you want to go in one where you know it is uh, yeah. but also I want to go in knowing nothing kind of thing so I don't want to have my uh, you know, experiences, corrupted. yeah, corrupted by the stories that other people tell. We should do this. Yeah, it'd be rad. Wait, have you still got we the keys go... to this theaters? No, uh. but I can get them. <laughs> well, no, I, I think I definitely want to try that though. I want to go to some form of haunted place. There's so many in England. Yeah. We should do one. Well, England's like kind of like famous for it. Yeah, like, there's all kinds oh. of like ooky spookies out there. I've got no one would like to do ghost sort of hunt with me Mate, same here scared. are we about we to bo- are we about to bond over something like we just, just like... become best friends <laughs> <laughs> and spooky have... best friends 
you go out and like, your mum's like, oh, Dan's gone out. It's nice to get the house to myself. He's been out an hour. The phone starts ringing. Mum, <laughs> just say something. <laughs> say you love me. <laughs> say it again, but not disappointed. <laughs> oh, dear. Transition. 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 Music. Music. So, what comes after nine? It's ten. That's right, top tens. Join us this week. <laughs> no, but keep it with the uh, spooky theme of this week's top tens, uh, or spooky season, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Ooky spooky season. Ooky spooky. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag, uh, it's a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about your top ten things to watch, shall we say. Yeah. Top 10 spooky things to watch to get you all in the mood for yeah. spooky season. We're getting into the spooky season and obviously because of the government rules, Halloween is essentially cancelled this year and yeah. Halloween is the best time of the year. Take that Christmas. Um, <laughs> but it's all sort of been cancelled now so you've got to stay at home. But like, I can maybe suggest some things here that will help you get into that ooky spooky vibe. That's the plan. Yes, I'm hoping you so because I, I need a couple, I think. Well, the first couple, I'm going to admit right now, aren't. <laughs> but <I've, laughs> They're the complete opposite. They're Christmas related. <laughs> I've put them in order of ooky spookiness, so Ooh, here right, we go. Perfect. So my number 10, right? And, mm-hmm. and I've mentioned it before, and I'm only mentioning it because I know a lot. I know you, you've done a bit of acting. I know a, a few of your friends are actors in that as well. Yeah. Right. I'm going to suggest these things on this list I think are things that aren't as public. There's a couple of super obvious ones, but yeah. I think this is the sort of stuff that like maybe can get you in that ooky spooky mind and inspire you. So, oh, I like it. My first pick, right, is 1980s The Evil Dead. <laughs> Why am I not surprised that was coming? <laughs> now I'm picking this not because Evil Dead 2 is A my favorite film of all time and B the greatest film of all time, but because Evil Dead 1 is made by kids that are all they were all 21 and they all got together they earned money by like going out and getting dentists to give them money and stuff and then, and they went out and spent months making this thing which launched the career of Sam Raimi who went on to make the three best Spider-Man films <laughs> and I say three in uh, air quotes because the third one is questionable <laughs> We know what you're talking about, but we don't talk about the third one. But, like, basically, I get that this film is dated, but mm. it's more the story of it getting made. And, like, if you haven't seen it, I suggest watching it. Just because it, like, you could do this. You could, you guys could do this yourselves. Like, if, like, you're not get, especially right now, maybe you're not working, but you could be like, hey, these kids could have done this with technology from the 80s. Not even the, like, stuff you can do on your phone now, like, maybe maybe we could become the next Sam Raimi and maybe we could get Tobey Maguire to do an emo dance down the street. <laughs> and point and flick. <laughs> so that's my number 10. Nice. Right? Good start. My number 9 is something that I feel nobody here has seen but me. Okay. Right? It's called Demons, right? And I'm only suggesting this because it's a bit more serious and the acting's a bit better than Evil Dead. But it's so good, and I love this film, and I've seen it so many times. Um, 
it is essentially some people get invited to a cinema uh, to watch a film and then all hell breaks loose and these like the demons come out and and just weird abstract stuff starts happening and it, it has really genuine creepy moments um, it's not overly scary it's more of like an adrenaline thing but it, it balances its creepy moments out with having like Billy Idol on the soundtrack and a right. and a, a scene where a guy on a motorbike is taking out demons with a katana which no, out of context hardcore. sounds awful <laughs> I no, don't know I, I beg to differ sounds hardcore to me <laughs> Demons is so goddamn good, and I love that film. And like, there's so much stuff I pick up on it every time I watch it. But like, the demons themselves are quite like nasty. Like, basically, if you get scratched by one, you become one. And they are—they're not like stupid zombies. They are smart, vicious, horrible things that also have some sort of magic powers. Like, they try to run out of the theater at one point because obviously you're like, let's get out of here. But then they're like, the doors won't open, and they all these people pull the doors apart and then there's just a brick wall on the other side of the doors and it's like hang on do the demons have like looney tunes fucking (laughs) magic powers like it's never really explained which adds to the mystique of it but like the film they go to see is a film about demons um wow uh, but i will just i'll just throw this in now um as a little bonus thing there's a scene in the second one that traumatized me as a child the second one takes place after the first one at a birthday party and they are watching a film about the events that happened after the first film, right? Where right. people go to the closed-off city. Uh, like, you can't go into the city anymore because they've closed it off to stop the demon spread. And in the in the film they're watching on TV, they accidentally wake up a demon, uh, and the demon, um, like, kills the people and then, like, runs off screen and then walks back into shot and turns and looks out the camera and then... Bearing in mind this film's from 1985, I think the second one is. Uh, the demon then climbs out of the television. <laughs> oh my god. Into the real world, and then the demon spread starts happening again. Like, it predates the ring by like 15 years. And as a child, tough, that yeah. traumatized me. Uh, because, like, now it's only one screen away from me, whereas before it was two. <laughs> Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah, but the second one's a bit more silly and a bit more of a kind of comedy thing. Um, yeah. But I highly recommend both, to be honest with you. But just the first, because no one's going to have watched it, because it's, it's a bit obscure. But, you know, if you like violence, you like horror, and it's a little bit, there's a little bit of feeling of dread in it. So that's Ooh. my number nine. I like it, I might have to have a look at it. So now, uh, now we're getting a little bit, we're getting a bit of the chills, right? So now we're, I'm going to get serious about this and put some good stuff in here, right? All right, all right. Number eight is a film called The Changeling. And it's not obviously the one with Angelina Jolie, even though that's a good film as well. Um, it's from 1980, and it's about a guy whose uh, family die in a car crash, and then he moves into some creepy old mansion and starts to feel a presence in the mansion and basically unravels a murder story through the ghost of a little boy that is living in the mansion with him. Um, and it's a lot slower paced, so you might sit and watch this and be like, oh, this film's kind of boring because like, not much is happening. But it's that kind of shit that I love. Like, There's there's great moments. He's basically a, a music composer, and there's a really good scene where he's just sat there playing a song um, that he's composing, and in the background you just see the door open slowly all the way. And then close again, 
and he like oh, doesn't right. he doesn't even notice it's happening but like you know that there's stuff there um yeah but yeah there's really great moments in it and great like reveals that happen where you're like oh my god i can't believe this is happening like it's really good it's slow but it's it's good it's got a good creepy vibe a good creepy atmosphere which is what we're going for we're getting you in the what chills yeah, i love that Right. Ooh, good. So the next one, right? I obviously I haven't seen this yet, but it's coming out. I think next week. So by the time this episode's out, it will be out, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but there is the haunting of Bly Manor coming. Right. Yeah. And, I was going to mention this at some point. Yeah. And yeah. if you haven't seen the haunting of Hill House, which would be insane if you haven't, I highly recommend watching that. Definitely. But, but I also recommend the nineteen sixty three version that's just called The Haunting. If you want to watch an old black and white film that is like a British film, but like, again, all the creepy stuff that happens in it, it's, it's, you don't see anything happen, but you yeah. hear stuff. There's like a really fucking good scene. Like the story you were telling earlier, where a girl wakes up and she can hear laughter and she reaches out to her friend and like her friend grabs her hand and like you can just hear children laughing and it's zooming in oh it's horrible it's slowly it? zooming in on the um wallpaper and the wallpaper kind of looks like a face uh i won't say what happens oh. in that scene but that scene is so good oh. um but that that film's brilliant but the the the, the netflix show is astound like astounding and it also has yeah. one of my favorite things which is it has ghosts hidden in throughout it so there's like an extra element yeah. that you can keep your eye out for. Also, and I'm going to say this now, because um, I, I don't know if I said it in the recording, but I'm clearly a bit of a snob. I don't like jump scares. I hate them. It like I think they're so cheap and lazy. There's a reason I don't like the recent It films. They're okay, but they just rely on jump scares. There's no like tension or anything. No. And Hill House has the best jump scare I have ever seen. <laughs> Uh, which I won't give away if you haven't seen it, but you've seen it, right, Dan? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bit. <laughs> it's hard to not go. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit later on where a jump scare happens, and it literally comes out of nowhere, and it was so good that I, I was like, "Oh, they've done jump scares right," but it also does the creep factor right, and that, that every oh, episode focuses on a different member of the family, and each member of the family is a different stage of mourning, and like, yeah. Oh, that box of kittens, all that kind of shit. Like, oh yeah, my god, there's a lot there. The tall guy is, mate. The guy floats very... down the room. Yeah, oh, freaky as hell. What, what I love about that is they set up earlier that the doors keep opening by themselves, and then in yeah. an app episode you see why because he's floating down the hallways opening all the doors. It's mad. <laughs> I love it. There's there's a lot of links in there, and I will. Yeah, I can back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I might even watch that again. Actually, I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I hope Blind Manor is is good. It, the trailer hasn't I'm sold worried, me. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer's not sold me as much, but I I legit was blown away by that first. Speaking of grandmothers, there's a bit earlier on when the kid, that there's a little boy um, talking about seeing his grandmother and that she didn't have teeth and that she was bald, and it, and and it was because like she had dentures and wore a wig, but her ghost is the physical thing, so it didn't have yeah. the dentures and it didn't have the wig, so he is describing his his grandmother, which is genius, like. It's so it's so good, and every episode Very is clever. like so chilling, and again wins an award for having the only good jump scare I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's a good story, good plot. Yeah, it's legit. It's legit amazing. Yeah. Right, so now right. we're getting now spooky, we're getting spooky, spookier. Spooky. 
number six. This one's the first obvious one, but not the most obvious one. That will come up later. Uh, and I don't know how many people have seen it. And it's rare for me because it's modern. And I'm obviously, like I said, a snob and prefer older things. But yeah. Hereditary is... I You just have to see it. I've still not seen it. Have I you, need to see do it. Do you know anything about it? No. I've tried good. to avoid it because apparently it's very good. Good. Because you could watch the trailer... Uh, and I'm not going to give away, but there was a. I, I missed it because I was away filming something, and then when I came back, luckily the Prince Charles in London was showing it. Like, hopefully that comes back. Uh, and I got to see it, and there's a point about halfway through where something happens where I was just like shocked and did not know where the fuck the film was going to be going from this point because it suddenly wasn't the film it was advertised as. Yeah. Um, it is brilliant uh but un- unfortunately features of something i do not like uh which i'll tell you now if you can look out for it as a uh so all of the stuff in the film like everything follows logic that quote-unquote exists in quote-unquote real life like yeah. the seance stuff and that follows the rules that are set in real life for seances and stuff um and the main villain I shall say is a thing that quote unquote exists and quote unquote has like ties to the real world and, and has a structure, it has its own thing, it has to operate in a certain way but this shit is so obscure that the average viewer would not get it so there's a bit right at the end where someone some, where there's someone on camera and then it cuts them off camera um, like looking at something else in the room and that person proceeds to explain the entire plot of the film because oh, no. a, te- a test audience blatantly watched it and was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't detract from the film. I-, I just find that interesting as a filmmaker thing because that was blatantly a test audience being like, getting involved. And as a minor thing, I'd also say watch um, Midsummer, but I'd say that uh, Hereditary is a much scarier film and like has great moments of waking up and there being something stood in the darkness. I've never seen darkness used quite as good as in Hereditary. Like shadows and stuff. I need to try and watch it. I need to find it. It. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, perfect! I can watch that. Yeah, I highly, re- I highly recommend. Um, right. So now we are getting into the top five, right? Yep. So we're we're getting in bed. We've got the covers on us. It's a bit chilly outside. Not right now. It's boiling. But like, you get you get the drift. We're getting a bit spooky, yeah. spooky, right? This is number it's five spooky. on my list which I don't know if I've spoken to you about, but every time I meet someone, you know that thing I said about we don't go in, I occasionally go, have you seen Ghostwatch? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Here's, right, this is why I'm recommending this, because I know a lot of the people on here, I don't know if they're into this kind of stuff, but like if you're uh, younger, you probably haven't seen or know what Ghostwatch is. Have you seen or know what Ghostwatch is, Dan? I don't think I do. So, um, mm, no. so Ghostwatch... And I will admit now that it's dated. Um, it's from the 90s, and the acting is quite not great at points, but it um, it delivers. Uh, what it is, is it was shown on BBC One, and it is a TV crew go to a house very similar to the Enfield Poltergeist house, and they interview a family that are being haunted by a ghost of a thing called Pipes. Because they call it that because it rattles the pipes and it talks to them through the pipes. Um, mm. So, basically, 
it's that is the premise and it escalates from there and the reason it, it holds like historical value is that when it was shown on the BBC they didn't tell anyone it wasn't real <laughs> and people watching it thought it was genuinely happening live on TV and I think I've heard of this actually now that you say that I, I feel like I have heard of that it BBC got in a lot of trouble and they've never repeated it because of that. Uh, there was unfortunately somebody who committed suicide, somebody who wasn't um, well and thought that the ghost was possessing them. Because the Jesus. ghost, um, I really like the ghost in it. It's basically what it does is it, it, it exists in the house and it possesses a person and then they sort of take on attributes of the ghost and then they end up killing themselves and then the ghost like becomes this amalgam of people as it goes through to eat and possessing each person so the the like the go- the ghost itself um is never fully on screen but he is there uh so i mean he is on screen you can pause it and see him he is yeah. sometimes reflected in windows <laughs> He is Ooh, peeking through corners of doors. There's a bit where Craig Charles is outside talking to some women about weird animal mutilations. And as he walks past the crowd, the ghost is standing in the crowd. Uh, and my favourite one is when they go to the studio. Um, they are playing a tape of the ghost speaking because it could talk through the girl. And as the lights dim down, Pipes is standing behind the recorder. <laughs> And it's so good. I, I like it. The, the first half, you're like, what is this? But then when it starts escalating and getting worse and knowing the history behind it and like how much trouble the BBC got in, it is honestly, I don't want this to be forgotten by history. Like, it's so good. It is our, it's our, gen- well, my generation's um, War of the Worlds with Orson Welles, where everyone thought oh, yeah. it was real. Well, I might have to. Oh, I'm going to look into this. I've got a lot, to, a lot of stuff to look into. <laughs> it's on, it's on, it's on YouTube, and I, it's, I highly recommend it. I just forgive it for its datedness because it was made in the '90s, but around the halfway point, it starts picking up, and and you, you forgive the bad acting of the children. It's mainly the children that bring it down, but it's not their fault. They're just yeah. children. But also considering that it's, it's impressive that you, you consider that they aren't great actors, the children. And people believe this was genuinely happening while they were watching it on TV, and 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 I won't say what happens in the end, but the ending no. the ending's not great, and <laughs> and affects everyone watching it on TV, which makes it even better. Oh God! It's oh, I need to watch yeah, this. it's phenomenal, and it will get you into the spooky vibe. Uh, so number four on the list, which is weird considering that uh, I only actually saw it for the first time last night. Um, I have heard about it. Uh, it is an Australian film called Lake Mungo. Have you heard of this? No, no, definitely no. not. So, I uh, it, what I wanted to do is I wanted to pick something like I am a big fan and advocate of the original um, Blair Witch Project. Now. That film gets a very bad rap, and I it don't hurts, know yeah. why. People seem to hate it, but it made a lot of money when it came out. So people obviously didn't hate it when it came out, and I have always stuck by it as being impressive. Um, and I get that in this day and age, it doesn't really work as well as it did then, because no. you had to have sort of been there to be in the hype, and I honestly believe people don't like it because they thought they were being lied to. Um 
But, you know, it, it is its charm. But I'm not going to pick that. But what I am going to pick is Lake Mungo. It's in the similar sort of vein, but it's it's done almost completely different. I don't think I've seen a quote-unquote fan footage horror film like this to the point where I'd say it's not a fan footage horror film. It is essentially a documentary with recreated moments in it of a family whose daughter has unfortunately died yeah. and then their potential haunting of said daughter and it's like really good because it's also super depressing and somber but when i was watching it last night i had to stop it and i was like do you know what it's 1 a.m i need to sleep <laughs> yeah and it does something that's so uh uh like obvious or whatever but it it has a lot of imagery that's creepy and it will just slow zoom in and then the quality of the footage will get worse as it zooms in and, and it, it's just it puts a chill up your spine and it's Ooh. just it's just so well made for what it is and i don't think enough people have seen it and i think it should get the recognition it gets and it really helps that the whole thing was free on youtube <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good thing i mean it's, it's free buy it <laughs> give them money but like yeah but there's like um i don't want to give away too much stuff because uh, I really think it would be good if you watch this not knowing, but there's some red herring things in it, and then you, like if you've got a keen eye, you'll notice that there is actual stuff in the red herrings, which Ooh. makes it even better. Um, and there's a couple of moments where you'll watch something and you'll be like, "That's not right because of this," and it sort of gets explained later on, and you're like, "Okay, so I was sort of on it with that." Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really it's really creepy and and. And it helps that, like, kind of like Hill House, it has a somber sadness. Um, going back to Hill House briefly, and I'm not going to ruin it, but like, I've heard people say they don't like the ending of Hill House, and I, I think it's so bittersweet that it's amazing. Like, it's yeah, genius. No, you don't like see it, that enough. Is. Yeah, I've, it's really good. So that's my number four, and it will definitely get you in the spooky vibe. Nice. All right, my number three, Dan, is this is the one. That's a bit left field, a bit like hang. You're gonna be like, hang on, what's this? Why are you doing this? Right? Yeah. It is your mate's um, top five or top ten <laughs> uh, guilty pleasures. No, it's not. <laughs> it's watching her eat her hair. No, it's um, it's similar though. It's got potential hair eating in it. That's this is something enough. like while you're in bed, right? You've watched the Zuki Spooky film. And you're like, oh, God, I need a break. I need a break. I need a break from this. I'm going to get out of my laptop and go on the internet. I'm going to look stuff up. Dan, I yeah. know you like true crime. I do, yeah. Have you ever heard of Eliza Lamb? No. So this is a video that you can watch. There is a video on YouTube that is her last moments recorded on camera. Um, and it is, to say the least, bizarre. Um, Wait, is this the... This is not the one in the, uh, the elevator, is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I do know her, and yes, it is. Bloody yeah. freaky. I, I advise reading, uh, watching the video, uh, but maybe reading about it first. So I will just give you a brief synopsis. Yeah. She was in a hotel, uh, which is also weirdly the same hotel that American Horror Story Hotel is based on, because it's had a lot of weird stuff happen there. And Ooh. she went missing, and she was gone for a few days, completely gone. And the uh, 
people in the hotel started complaining about the taste of the water in the hotel. Yeah. And they went up on the roof, opened the water tank, and found her naked dead body floating in the water tank. Oh. But the weird shit is, how did she get up there? Because if she'd opened the fire exit, it would have set the alarm off. Yeah. But stranger still, how did she, A, climb onto the water thing, which they had to get firemen to come in with the ladders? How did she get into it and close the lid on herself? It, it's all... It's This it, one saying true weird. crime. I think somebody must have murdered her. Is the only thing. But reading about it and getting really into it is is really... Um, it's It's spooky. There's some strange... Strange coincidences. There is a genuine thing. There was. I, I, I. This is. This information is wrong. This specific thing I'm about to say is wrong. I admit this. I yeah. think it was like tetanus or something was on the rise in that area. And now we go to the true, the true bit. Um, so whatever this disease was that was on the rise, they were uh, basically they surmised that it might be coming from the water because. Um, the people in the poor areas were getting water from a different location to the people from the rich areas, and this is where the rise in this illness was. And they had devised a system to uh, search water for the, um, the the illness. And this is, honest to God, this is true, Dan. What I'm telling you is true. The system that they devised, uh, like a year before she went missing, its anagram is the Lamaliza. Whoa. And she was discovered in the water. <laughs> it's every, The more you look into it, the creepier it gets. Uh, but unfortunately, the sad truth is that she was also bipolar and potentially yeah. had an episode. But watching her last moments video thing... Well, they're not even she's her like last moments. She's running from someone as well. She's yeah. like hiding. She's hiding in the elevator and pressing all the buttons. And there's a moment when she looks like she's stroking a dog or something that's not there. Yeah. And it... And this is the sort of shit that will get you in the fucking spooky mood. This is why I've put this in the top ten. And I know it's a bit morbid, but I also know that secretly all of you dirty bastards are into murders and stuff. Because <laughs> we all are. Oh, but Yeah, and it's also, yeah, it's the detective side of things. Like, very, very strange. Very, very strange, I will say that. Yeah. So that, was, good, my, that was my top three, just to really fuck people up. <laughs> <laughs> so number two... And this is the most obvious thing I could have ever picked fucking ever. But I do have a caveat to it at the end. And I, you must have seen it. And you have to watch it in the spooky season without fail. The Exorcist. Yes. It is, it is fucking phenomenal. I don't need to go on about it, so I won't. Right? I'm just telling mm -hmm. you right now. This is my number two. It's utterly terrifying. It's so well made. Um, uh, but, what, but my caveat... Right, and I'm going to want yeah. you to do this afterwards, Dan. Is once you've seen the film and it's terrifying, right? Have you seen yeah. it before? I have, yeah. You find it scary, or? Uh, yeah. I think it's more the the visuals that can be a bit like oh, the visuals disturbing. The visuals is a thing you're about to say is disturbing. Yeah. This is my caveat. Watch the fucking teaser trailer for this movie. Yeah. It will shock you that they release that in cinemas. It might be the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. I might have to have a watch of this now. I've never... I'll yeah, briefly never describe it. it to you now. And yeah. all it is is the famous shot of the exorcist pulling up and the light shining down on him from the window. Then it's just a series of flash images of 
the girl and Pazuzu while this terrifying score of The Exorcist is playing underneath. And it's just flash images. It's like the screen is fucking attacking you. And I can mm-hmm. see why that trailer got pulled from cinemas. Because it is <laughs> the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Ooh. Right. Yeah. I feel like what I made Ellie Bootman watch it once. And she was like, no, 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 turn it off. <laughs> I, that might not have been Ellie, but I swear it was her. Mate, yeah. That, Honest to God, watch that afterwards and you'll, you'll, you'll be like, I can't ever sleep ever again. Why do they Ooh. make this? But also the film yeah. is legit as good it as people good say film. it is. Right. Oof. So, number one, right? We've gone a yeah. full ooky spooky. You've watched that trailer and you've been like, I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep. I don't think yeah. I'm going to be able to, I've watched this trailer and I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep. I'm going to need to watch something to calm my nerves. I am fully spooked. I'm I am ninety percent ook, a hundred percent spook. <laughs> um, so you, you jump on Amazon Prime because you pay for it, right? And you're gonna watch a little nice little documentary that's on Amazon Prime from 2015, and it is called The Nightmare, and it is a documentary about my all-time favorite thing, sleep paralysis and the creatures that visit you while you're asleep. Oh God, it's terrifying. And it, it is a True. This is why this is number one because it's real. Uh, I mean, obviously the things that people see aren't real; they're just figments of your imagination. But in the moment, they feel real. Yeah. And this is a documentary where they interview people, and it features recreations of the stuff they see, and it is fucking amazing. <laughs> one of my favourite ones is uh, a guy who has the same dream every night about being in a. Um, parking lot and meeting and meeting a kid from school who's brought someone with him and every time it's a different person but every time he knows inside it, it's the same person even though it looks this looks different and yeah. it it always says the same thing to him it always says i'm coming to get you oh my god <laughs> um and then one night he's at a party and he goes to bed and he uh he goes to bed with a couple of girls so i don't know who this fucking guy is but like he's some sort of fucking uh, Casanova and he he goes to sleep and he has the same dream he is in the car park he sees somebody else and the, the person says to them I'm coming to get you and then he wakes up and he opens his eyes and there is a creature in the room that's so big that it's having to bend over and it looks at him and says and I'm going to kill you Oh my! God. at which point he is awoken properly by the girl next to him screaming awake, which wakes him up. He instantly is like shuts off the dream. He's like, "Oh my god, are you all right?" And she was like, "I just, I just had the weirdest dream. I was I, like, it must have been a dream. I was asleep, but my eyes were open, and there was a cat sat on your chest, and it was talking to you, and it was saying something in a language I didn't understand. And then it what? cuts, then it cuts back to the guy in his talking head, and he goes, and that's the moment I realised I'm going to die in my sleep." Oh my god! <laughs> it is it is a really good documentary, and it's it just it's I really like it because like the the like the, we don't really know what the human brain's up to and and what it does, and I, I also think that like alien abductions are also sleep paralysis. Um, yeah, and there's also a really cool bit where they talk about a child. Bit he remembers being in the, in his crib and being visited by these these creatures, and he describes them, and the way he describes them. It's sort of how a child would draw a human face. Because, you know, like all children, when they draw it, they, they don't really yeah. understand, like, they can't get perspective and stuff right, and, and their drawings no, are all, all weird. But what he describes is that, and I just find it really interesting. 
but it also I would love it to happen to me. I know I wouldn't in the moment, but I feel like this is going to trigger it if you watch this documentary because like stress and all this kind of stuff causes yeah, in it. Mind. And if it's implanted in your mind, God, it is definitely worth everyone's time if you really want to get scared because it's essentially true. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that that well, is the ooky spooky top 10 that I've chosen. I think that is definitely ooky and definitely spooky. Transition. Transition. Music. Music. Wow. wow. What's on your radar? Beautiful. There you go. No, it's beautiful. Although it does sound a bit like the countdown clock. Oh, yeah. No, I probably have taken sort of subconsciously <laughs> from other things to make this, I'll be honest. Yeah. But yeah, so this is the part of the show where we get uh, recommendations or something you've heard, Mm -hmm. listened to, spoken about, read, eaten, any of that stuff. Uh, Whatever is on your radar that you think deserves to be on somebody else's. So with that being said, what have you got for me? So I've got a couple things, right? So I I could literally go on this about this for ages, but I think let's just narrow it down. Um, Going slightly off topic and not talking about ghosties... uh, you know all that stuff with uh, Black Lives Matter that happened? Yeah. Um, all of that stuff still stands. Uh, it hasn't yeah. gone away despite um, Facebook and that, like, being like, oh, look at this instead, everyone. Oh, the, look what these people are doing. It's still there. Um, so, in that vein, I highly recommend because it's coming back to, and it's going to be, you're going to be like, what? Why, why? This is nothing to do with that, what you just said. I'm going to highly recommend this because it's coming back to Sky Now, or what is it called? Sky TV? Now TV. If you have Now TV, yeah. I highly, 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 even though it sounds stupid because it's a superhero thing, highly recommend you watch The Watchmen. Yes. Because it is, first of all, opens on the Tulsa Massacre, which I did not know existed until I watched Watchmen, which blows my mind that that stuff is just, like, forgotten about. And weirdly, you wouldn't ever expect Watchmen, if you've read Watchmen, to turn out to be what it is. And, and like, basically it's, like, a, a black-led cast, which is something that, until recently, wasn't really a thing. And, and I don't know if, like... I mean, it is dumb superhero stuff, but it was also a really smart show where every episode I was just like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Yeah. Did you watch it? No, I haven't got around to it yet. It is, like, it is really impressive, and I and like I feel like people should definitely watch it. And, it, and what, another good thing about it is that Damon Lindelof, who did it, um, only had an idea for one series, so it's not something that's going to be dragged out. It's just one done in one, and that's all you're getting in every episode they put like their hearts into uh and it it's just good like and an educational it's like yeah we like this is stuff that we don't me and you personally don't really have to deal with because uh, no. we are the most privileged people on the planet right now uh and then my other thing which i haven't actually watched yet and i'm going to watch based on the cast and based on the premise is also spooky spooky because it's uh or ooky spooky because it's um halloween time uh lovecraft country oh yeah i've seen an advert that i might have to watch that because i've I've got that 
so like I I was just like okay whatever there's a show called Lovecraft Country coming out I, I don't care and then I heard people talking about it and what it's about and um, I don't know if you know this but H.P. Lovecraft horrible racist right yep um, and this show is almost like a fuck you to him because it is all black lead um, and I saw that it's got Omar from The Wire in it and I was like sold but there's a scene that they talk about in the first episode before all the monsters and stuff show up where uh, a lady is driving through a town and she's pulled over. It's obviously set in the past. She's pulled over and a police officer is like, your kind cannot be here. Yeah. But I'm going to let you go. You, as long as you're out of my town by sundown, I'll leave you alone kind of thing. So then starts apparently the world's slowest car chase where she is driving to the limit of the town at the speed limit while the police officer is following her watching the sun go down Jesus. In, yeah and it, and I, it's just i'm glad that this stuff is like coming on tv and I, and I know what the two things i just picked were like a superhero thing and a horror thing but it's also they're not really something that really happened until like jordan peele sort of show up and jordan peele is producing lovecraft so yeah and he also did the new twilight zone which is really great but i do love the old one <laughs> But it's it's just good that this is happening, and 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 that weirdly they can be educational, and weirdly, like this stuff hasn't gone away. And no, it's it's nice not. to just keep it, just keep reminding ourselves that this is happening, and 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 it's just like it's like it's been eye opening the last few months. It's been eye mm. like just weird things that are like I don't know if this is going to sound odd, but like there's a thing I follow on Facebook called um, Every Frame of Tom and Jerry in Chronological Order. And it really doesn't take long until it starts getting really racist. And I was yeah. raised on Tom and Jerry. And it's weird that it's just like, that was sort of made to be okay in my household. And I'm glad I've got away from that type of life yeah. and still have further educating to do. And if you can educate me and also have superheroes on the screen at the same time, because of my simple brain, it's going to go in there. And I highly recommend these things. I mean, it's going to make my radar look really bad in comparison, but... <laughs> uh, well, unless your radar is, I really think the KKK are great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fine. But, um, no, my radar today is um, a program that's just been released on Netflix. Uh, it's called Staged. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. heard of it, David Tennant, Michael Sheen. Uh, no, I haven't, but I love both of those two people. Michael, as, right, in, well, as in good... Um, God damn it, the Neil good, Gaiman thing. Uh, good omens yes yes as oh. in that and basically it follows them and this was recommended to me by um oh ella ella wetley who is on the podcast uh, and other and all her family actually they all said it um it's basically them rehearsing a play over zoom in lockdown mm -hmm. and that it, it's literally just that and it's that process but they're like they're friends it's a bit like um you know when steve coogan and uh Rob Brydon did that sort of holiday thing mm -hmm, and they were like mm -hmm. they were exaggerated versions of themselves almost yeah it's a bit like that but it's all done over zoom and it's very cleverly edited their, very well done their chemistry um, good omens was like 100 they mentioned that as well they 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 pick on that and they pick on sort of relevant topics so yeah definitely have a watch of that very good short episodes 20 minutes long only nice. six of them so I think I'm like four in it's very good <laughs> But that's my radar this week. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Perfect. 
don't worry. Last uh, jingle of the day. Here it comes. What's your plug? Right. I'm going to have to be diplomatic here. So, I don't know if I've told myself really well on this, because I wanted to go in and be like, oh, I'm going to make Dan laugh like loads. And then, because I like making people laugh. Uh, And then we got really into talking about ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) And it wasn't funny anymore. And people probably turned it off by this point. But... I will say it's probably the longest episode yet. Well, we'll see. We'll see when you edit it together after we lost some of it. That's a good point. Uh, so I, what I would like to plug is super... Uh, uh, what, what would we say? Uh, feed my ego. Super... Uh, uh, I can't even think of the goddamn word, but it's very selfish. Super ego, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's, there's, there's three things that I'm going to plug here. One of which is a weekly show that I do with my best friend, Chris, right? It's called Chris and Lee's Failure to Communicate. You can find it on all podcast platforms where we cover a wide variety of geeky stuff like comics, games, films, all that kind of stuff. Uh, At the minute, we're in the middle of watching all of the old Godzilla movies, the Toho ones, that start super serious and then have Godzilla's son show up and are just silly. Um, But it's been a treat because I've never ever sat and watched them all, so that's been fun. The other thing which I do monthly is a show called Sadist Filth that I do with my friend James. Again, all platforms where we watch video nasties and other banned horror films and just like deconstruct them and have a lot of fun doing that. And then the third thing that I'm only a producer on so you don't have to hear my stupid voice and dumb opinions, except for an episode one where I help <laughs> Joe out. My uh, lovely Mrs. Joe. Joe Walsh has got a new show coming out. The 1st of October will be the first episode. And it is called Real Feminism, right? Real, spell L... No. No. <laughs> it's spelled completely wrong. It's spelled backwards. Uh, it's spelled R-E-E-L, as in real, like a film reel. And it's... Um, I feel like this is going to be more your uh, audience's thing. It's, it's watching old films. By old, I mean old by some of your standards, like Jurassic Park was episode one. Yeah. Um, and looking at them from a modern perspective. So obviously it's under the title Real Feminism, but it's not just about that. It's about like intersectional stuff as well. So it's about whether um, different sexualities and other races are represented well in these movies as well. And it doesn't necessarily determine whether the film is good or bad. It's just pointing out some stuff. Food for thought, we'll say. So... Yeah, we've recorded three episodes of it already. We've done Jurassic Park, uh, The Mummy, the Brendan Fraser one, and Midsummer, And it's just really interesting hearing about this. And, 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 and odd, because I, this isn't the reason, but like Joe loves Jurassic Park, and she'd recently watched them all again. Uh, and did yeah. you know that in The Lost World, there is a man in, there's a man in brownface. One of the characters what? is a man in brownface. Really? Yeah, the the Asian uh, doctor is not is a white man, and 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 I don't understand why they didn't just hire a guy to do it, not paint someone that color. It's oh, so God, weird because it's from nineteen ninety seven in a Spielberg film, and you watch it and you think, like, because it's gonna obviously that will affect the score if if we ever did the sequel because it's annoying because it's like inclusive and in, in very many ways the sequel like 
but then it has a guy in brown face in it and it's like why why would you do that and i know that's not exactly what the show is but it's basically yeah looking at stuff and seeing not if they're good or bad but just seeing how well people are represented yeah um and it's like just super interesting and also admittedly i am on the first episode but uh the episode that we just recorded in midsummer and and hearing joe and her actual female friends talking about the film midsummer from like just from like a female perspective it's just like this is really good and interesting to hear like their take on this film um wow so that is coming and it's and and it's gonna be good it's gonna be huge it's gonna overtake this (laughs) it probably will to be honest (laughs) we're gonna take you down oh wow come onto my podcast to crush my podcast (laughs) I'm going to destroy you from a bin. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm quitting. I'm done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> then you just hear no, the children's what... laughing again. <laughs> oh, God, don't. I might just add it in. <laughs> Spooky sounds throughout. No, um, that's great. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that, actually. Very looking forward to hearing it. Not far from this episode, either. Yeah. So I'll make sure I put all the uh, links in the description below. So that's all there. People Beautiful. can access that. Um, but I'll keep them up to date as well on the uh, the old Instas. <laughs> you know, it's the old socials. Oh yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it. I think I think we've we've covered all topics today. And I I think the best thing to say now is thank you, uh, thank you for joining me and taking the time out to have this conversation. Do you know what? I've been really busy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> true story. I'm not even dressed. You said it didn't have to be on video, so I was like, fuck it. It's going to be in PJs. Fair enough. Hey, hey, you do you. I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> glad you didn't say you were butt naked. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, that's why you can hear the squeaking on the chair. This it's is bit... weird because bo- both you and Dan had said something similar. So <laughs> he's here right now. He's all oiled up for me for later on. <laughs> Standing with uh, Augustus the mannequin. <laughs> it's been a pleasure being here, Daniel. I, I'm a, I'm oh, a, I'm a fan. It, it was. I'm a fan of your work. It's been fun listening to you the last few days and weirdly having dreams about it. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, you can dream about me all you want. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure, actually. It's been good to talk about some ghosty stuff, yeah. and I think we've officially freaked out a lot of people. Which I is, hope you know, so. That's my really ultimate goal. I like to freak people out. Like, just look out your window right now. You see that down by the streetlight? You see that standing there? That do you see? Yeah. There's nothing there. Oh, I'm, I'm behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. I can't wait to edit this. <laughs> it's going to peak so bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, and I think, yeah, I will I'll probably put the uh, outro uh, here. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll do it now. Huh! Nah, I got you again. <laughs> oh, mate, put a jump scare. Oh! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Thank you.